it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. This is Rhonda Shortino with Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive with my awesome co-host, Certified Life Coach, Jenny Christensen. And today we're going to talk about the dangers of limiting beliefs. We can hold ourselves back from all that we're capable of doing, all that we were born to do. We can actually you know, put the handcuffs on ourselves. The good news is we have the keys. So Jenny, let's just dive right in right now into the dangers of limiting beliefs and how we can um, break the cuffs off. Okay. Well, Rhonda, I think it's important, excuse me, to define everybody has a system of beliefs just regular beliefs that they have that are based on personal experience, you know, what other people have told you. So we have a foundational belief system, uh, you know, behaviors that were taught in the, that we were taught habits, all of that kind of th- thing. And we have meanings that are attached to beliefs. But today what we're talking about are those limiting beliefs. So when we put the word limiting in front of the word belief, It's something that we possess that is exactly that, something that is holding us back. Mm -hmm. It is something that doesn't serve you well. Uh, It might keep you from living your full potential, and it also may limit you from reaching your goals. And I think that's really important. So people are sitting there going, you know, I'm not sure what those kinds of things are. They're almost unconscious, Rhonda. We don't even realize that they're there. So I want to give a couple of examples. One I'm going to call worst case scenario thinking. Okay, that is one of them. You know, this catastrophic sort of feeling. I'll I'll never recover. Um, If I trust someone and the trust has been broken, I can never trust people again. How does that strike you, Rhonda? I mean, that that's a limiting belief. Oh, yeah. And like you said, I didn't even realize, like, I just wouldn't have thought of it. But you're absolutely right. Worst case scenario thinking, you know, going straight to, okay, so we're in this pandemic or whatever, going straight to the world's going to end and we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. We're never going to be, we're never going to be able to be successful again. We're never, that's catastrophic, you know, fixating on worst case scenarios. I'm never going to make money again. Right. Those kinds of things. That's a limiting belief. I think, I think the thing that I want to say about that is that for the people who are watching and listening, think of the words never and always. Those are the clues. 
It's yep. always going to be this way. It's never going to get any better. That leads yeah. me perfect to the all or nothing. That's what yes. the all or nothing thinking is. Never, always. I always mess things up. Ugh. I never get what I want. Those are limiting beliefs. So as people are listening today, I think about these things, how I've gone to these worst case scenarios or the all or nothing thinking. So those, those are very close partners. Those words, I'm never going to be able to trust anybody again. Okay. Those kinds of things. Um, how about the shoulda? <gasps> should I should have. Woulda. Either I should or I should have. Mm. I call that the shoulding on oneself. Don't you know, should I mean, on somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. But that's really, I mean, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. Those kinds of things. Because then you have, then you have this immersion of guilt. That's I right. should always, I shouldn't, I should, those kinds of things. The, that's a limiting belief system that we can kind of start to get into. Okay. Um, there's also something called emotional reasoning. You're so sure of an outcome that you create it. Ooh, the self-fulfilling prophecy. There it is. I'll never get this job, so I'm not going to exert myself to go to the interview. Yeah, and wait, what, I'm writing this down. What did you call it? Emotional what? Reasoning. Emotional reasoning. 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 In coaching, that's what emotional reasoning is. I'm not even going to go to the job because, you know, I probably don't have as much experience as she does, you know, or, or you know, he's older than I'm. Or for a person who's older, oh, that young pup's going to get the job. I've already emotionally reasoned that yes. I'm not going to get the job. So then you don't even put in the application or you don't even go to the interview because there's no point. Why set yourself up for rejection? I could totally see going right down that road and then limiting whatever good thing might be at the end of that road. Exactly. That's huge. And that self-fulfilling prophecy piece, um, you know, I was in insurance for 40 years and I remember, um, you know, hearing the occasional person who says, you know what? I just don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like a magnet for car accidents. It's only a matter of time before I get into some kind of a fender bender. And I remember, you know, like I would hear that and go, of course it's going to happen. If you expect it to happen, it, you're going to you know, not put on your brakes instantly. You're going to be distracted. You're going to, you know, do whatever that's going to contribute to that. And you won't even be aware of it. Exactly. And not only do you expect it, Rhonda, you begin to say it. Mm. We, we, you know, there's such power in our words mm -hmm. and what we're actually saying to other people. What we're actually saying, we're hearing ourselves. That's what's on our mind is what we're saying. And then, and then there's some power behind those words. Another, um, we're going to talk about this tomorrow when we really hone in on self-belief. We're going to talk about labeling. So I'm going to tease that today and say labeling is really a, a limiting belief. And that leads to an inability or a slow process of building your self-belief. That holds you back. So I'm going to leave that one there. There's another... Um, type of limiting belief and that's blaming other people oh. the victim thing okay oh. yeah. i would be okay if you hadn't 
if you didn't do this. Now, there are some very legitimate things that people do to us that, that hold us back for, for a number of reasons. But for example, let's say it's somebody you're not even in a relationship with anymore. And we're blaming somebody from, from 10 years ago and 20 years ago. And I can certainly, you know, empathize with people who go through difficult situations with family and relationship things. But when it's a limiting belief and we're going back and camping around that whole issue, we're blaming someone. Exactly. That's a really tough one. Another one is I'm not enough. Mm. Uh, a limiting belief. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. You know, those kinds of things are very difficult to, to, to get through. So the whole goal today, Rhonda, and that's what we'll close with are some strategies to bust through limiting beliefs. But what I want to do today is a very dear colleague of mine, Brenda Niemeyer, who has a coaching business called Waypoint Youth at Waypoint Coaching, Life Coaching. She gives some examples of what does it look like to have a limiting belief, what is a new belief, and what is an action. And we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios, okay? Do it. Here's one. Um, let's see. I can't trust anyone. People always let me down. Ooh. Okay. There's the limiting belief. New belief. I'm going to choose people who are trustworthy and will help me move forward. That's the new belief. So the action is to create a list of characteristics and start conversations with people that have those character traits. Now, when you're a young kid, that's really hard to do. But for adults, when we feel we can't trust people, we start to begin to look for people that we can trust. Mm -hmm. And we start to think of the characteristics of people that we want to be in relationship with. So we have a limiting belief a new belief, and then we take an action. Okay. Okay? If you feel like you've been set back and you're never going to catch up, let me assure you that not only can you catch up, you can emerge from tough times better than before. How? Because you have character traits inside of you that are exactly what you need to survive and thrive. I wrote a whole book about it. I feel so strongly about it. It's called Successful Survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. I interviewed one of the most joyful women I've ever met in my life who was a prisoner of war during World War II. I interviewed a man who was abandoned at the age of four, who had every dime he had stolen from him, who mustered up the courage to scrape together $500 to buy his first business. That business was Domino's Pizza and that man was Tom Monahan. There are so many amazing stories in this book. They will encourage you and they will help you find the character traits you need to survive and thrive. I hope you'll get a copy. They're available free shipping on my website and proceeds benefit Successful Survivors Foundation. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and get your copy today. Uh, here's another one. Um, this, is, this is in regard to a student. I could, I could never go to college. That just isn't me. 
because I wasn't good in school or I had that feeling. The new belief is I'm a good student and I have the ability to pursue my dream. That's a new belief. Oh, I could never go to college. Maybe you're the first person in your family to ever go to college, but you begin to have a new belief about it. It's not la la crazy, you know, I'm going to pick up a car, you know, those kinds of beliefs that are un, you know, unrealistic, but it's just changing that mindset to a new belief, your action, define your dreams, consider what it will take to achieve them. That's what you do. Then in action, you also, if a degree is, you know, required, choose a way to remind yourself that you're a great student. Mm-hmm. Shed that off, shed off those feelings. So those are just some really, you know, easy scenarios to go because I, you know, I sit there and think, what are my limiting beliefs? What are the things that, because we go back to the very beginning, we have a belief system and then we, we go off of that river of beliefs and there's a tributary of limiting beliefs. So we gave some really good examples today of things in our short time together. So how do we get a rid? How do we start to bust through? I love that. That's as life coaches, that's what we talk about. We bust through limiting beliefs. So what are some ways to do that? Number one, list what you value about yourself. Oh, this is really good. Okay. These are, these are, wonderful life coaching articles and and tips from uh, coaching foundations and things like that. Take a few minutes to think about all that you like and value about yourself, that you pose self-judgment, that it's important that you pose self-judgment for a few minutes here and truly see what is great about you. So Mm -hmm. I think that we can be really hard on ourselves. It's not arrogant to think about what you value in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I want to interject for a second because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, we call ourselves foster alumni, (laughs) one of the 12 million estimated former foster kids in the United States. And then when you add to that, the people who were abused, neglected, abandoned, mistreated in some way, and who were not rescued into the foster care system, that number's uh, estimated at triple. So there's an estimated 36 million people walking around who were mistreated as kids. And so it's so easy uh, for those kids to slip into, for the, for those people like me to slip into the victim mentality and self pity and all that. So one of the conversations that I've had with survivors of child abuse, when I say list something good about yourself, I hear things like, well, I like, I like my hair. I have good hair or, you know, I have, I'm, you know, I have a great tan or whatever. Like it's, it's physical. It's superficial. So I want to just interject when you say list what you value about yourself. I feel so strongly about character. I wrote a whole book about it. Successful survivors and the eight character traits uh, that, you know, of survivors. So I want to, I want to encourage people to think about Um, character traits like honesty, courage. Are are you brave? Um, Can you shift? Here's one that's really, really good. And most people don't even think about it. It's the ability to shift from fear, which is passive to coping, which is active. Mm -hmm. For those of us who can do it, and I'm not trying to 
throw anybody under the bus if this doesn't happen to be their thing. But, but for those of us who can shift from fear to coping on a dime, we're the first responders. We're the emergency room nurses. You know, we're the EMTs. We're, um, if you think about, I mean, God forbids anybody's in an accident, you get rushed to the emergency room. You cannot have the ambulance driver before they start the ambulance to drive away. You can't have that person go, oh, oh, the guts, the blood. Oh, I need a moment. Uh, you could die in the moment. Mm -hmm. You can't have the ER nurse do that. You can't, you need people who can go from, you know, zero to I'm, I'm helping you stay alive right now. That right there, that's a character trait, you know, or an ability. The, the, the person who will run toward a problem rather than away from a problem, that's bravery, that's courage, that's a character trait. So I wanna encourage people, list, are you a good listener? Do you have empathy? Do you take care of people? Do you, do you, are you kind? Do you notice when somebody's suffering? Do you, do you make eye contact and give people dignity? Value those things, list those things about yourself. You know, not so much the physical attributes, because let me tell you, you know, um, hair can thin out and fall out. A good tan is gonna fade in the winter. You know what, your, your great figure that you had at 22, may not be there when you're 62 you know so so physical attributes change you can't put your self-esteem uh into that and if if and if that's the only thing that propels you forward it's not sustainable but your character mm. your personality your sense of humor all of those things will get you through and that to me is how you blast through limiting beliefs. That's how I blasted through limiting beliefs and went from a, a whole um, character, demeanor, everything of was victim and self-pity. And now, I mean, I hope I don't have a scintilla of self-pity in me. And why? Because I recognized my good character traits. I can list them. And there you go. So I love what you said about listing what you value about yourself. Yes. That's it's so not an ego powerful. trip. It's not an ego trip. Oh no. It's a way that you, it, that you break through these limiting beliefs. Because remember we said at the beginning, we have a belief system, then we have a limiting belief. And sometimes it's unconscious. It's, it's not something that we have to pull it up. So a second thing is remind yourself of your strengths, Rhonda. I just want to finish with a couple of things. You know, I speak on this about how, inadequacy versus strengths. We can get real stuck on that inadequacy. And that doesn't, that, you know, inadequacy is not in your identity. Strengths in your identity. So I speak on that. And that's how you get to your place of impact. But you get to your place of impact by busting through limiting beliefs. So when you think of your, uh, your strengths, it's not just the things you can do. I loved what you said when you think about former foster you know, adults and kids who are strong and they get through things. You've talked about resilience and resourcefulness as being some of your character traits and you live those out, Rhonda. But what it is, when you think about your strengths, it's not just what you can do. 
It's when you've been emotionally and mentally strong. Mm. Okay. That, that's where you dig those down a little bit and think about the things of when you have maybe done something physical, you know, you've moved out of a community or you've gotten a new job, but it's taken mental and emotional toughness to do that. Yes. And third and last, we're running out of time here. We could go longer, but decide what you want. When we're working through limiting beliefs, decide what you want. Clarity disarms fear. Ooh, say that okay. again. Clarity disarms fear. You need to ask yourself, what is it that I want most? And if I had it, how would it change my life? And mm -hmm. so right now, it might be in light of goals that we're working on limiting beliefs. Maybe we want to try a new, especially in the, in, in amidst COVID, what does it look like to have a different career, a new career? What does it look like to have a new attitude? What's holding me back? Because the reality is, what's the opposite? We just sit there and rot in a chair. I mean, we cannot do that. In light of what goes on, we have to bust through our own limiting beliefs in order to whatever, I mean, the phrase new normal is just getting, ugh. I mean, to hear it every day, it's like new normal. I don't want to worry about new normal. Yeah. I want to say, what's a new horizon? What's a new place I'm going to get to go to? Because I really don't have a lot of choice. And so I think breaking through limiting beliefs, decide what you want, write down what you came up with. That leads us back to what we've talked about journaling and just express it onto paper. How can it change my life? To, to bust through those things that limit, limit me. And what I said earlier, what are the thoughts that don't serve you? Mm -hmm. That's really, really good. Uh, I just, you know, I have two pages of notes on this. I think this is so incredibly important. And I can hardly wait for tomorrow with, uh, it's really sort of the, the next step. This is the beginning step. And then step two is creating our self-beliefs and um, identifying the labels that we have on us, that we've placed on us, other people have placed on us, and, and how to disable those labels or flip those labels. So I hope that everybody will come back tomorrow uh, for, for lesson number two. <laughs> awesome. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and, and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.